0: What's up, world? Welcome to the show. This is Misunderstood with Kelly Hall. And one of the things I wanted to bring to the show was relatable people who have exceptional stories to inspire the everyday person. You know, I think that a lot of podcasts, they end up featuring these really like extremely successful, huge influencers or, you know, CEOs from these top 500 companies and it's just incredible but also it's hard to relate because you think it's one in a million that doesn't happen like that's very few and far between but the thing is like it is possible we they started somewhere we start somewhere I started somewhere we all start somewhere and one of these people that inspires me is Zero Haas. I've been following Z for a while and we connected through Bumble. We both worked marketing for Bumble, but we never met in person. We were just kind of following each other online and I loved the energy she kind of brought into every single part of her world, whether it was her business or her relationship or her friends or her connections, and you could just tell she was like this super connected excellent networker. And then as I got to know her and now moving to LA and meeting her, I was like, I absolutely need to feature you. You are so relatable, but also have done so much in a short amount of time. It's exceptional. Her story is amazing. So you're going you're to gonna want to stay tuned in. It's worth a listen. So Z, she's an entrepreneur, a marketing professional, and world traveler. She's the founder of Wild Hearts Agency, which is a social and lifestyle for digital marketing, PR, and collaboration collaborative agency based in Santa Monica, California. She uses her creativity and insight to understand her clients' needs. She combines her passion for the industry with her pragmatic business sense to leverage technology knowledge into the outcomes that will elevate both hers and her clients' businesses. And when she says, like, pragmatic business sense... Holy cow, she has it. So we're going to get into the specifics, um, how she built her business, how she connects with others. I mean, it's exceptional and it's relatable and it's worth it. So thanks for being on the show today, guys. Can't wait to share. I think I'm always excited, but I'm especially excited today because I'm fangirling a little bit. We have Z Rojas on the show. And oddly enough, I think I'd like follow, I don't know, i followed you for like a year. And mm-hmm. we just kind of like we're fangirling over each other and like supporting each other. And yeah. then now we are actually friends. And then now we're collaborating together, yeah. which is very exciting. And um, I, I met you at
1: my husband's birthday for the first time, which is funny. Yes, <laughs> I know.
0: It is funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, well, I think what I naturally gravitated to toward was one, at the time we were both working for Bumble and I feel like every time I connected with one of the Bumble, at think we were called Queen Bees, which is so mm-hmm. funny. Um, But one of the Queen Bees, we were all so like-minded and we were like very powerful women balancing like several side hustles, but then yeah. also very well connected and also business-minded. And so I just knew that we would like, we would groove well together so so even from that time, I always
1: say the good people always find people like people always say oh my god all your friends I said yeah because we all felt like you always gravitate towards the people with the good vibes
0: yeah you really do and we have like a sense for it too like you know when someone even online yeah which is funny you like know when someone's like good peeps even online (laughs) well and then even now getting to know your story even more I think it's so inspiring because for a while I was following you strictly through because of Bumble and like your events and everything. But even now I can appreciate more of what you're doing. I'm living in LA. I see your hustle. You're so involved. Um, You're, you know, you're doing well in your business. And I think it's something that a lot of people need to understand and you're super young. Yeah. So it's not, (laughs) yes, yes. Like, this is what we all need to be listening to, is how you balanced this networking, this community, and your business, which is awesome. So please, let's get right to it. I mean, I know you're not naturally from, or not originally, not naturally, from <laughs> Los Angeles. So what brought you here? Kind of how did this all begin? So
1: I moved here when I was like 19. I think I just turned 19. Um, honestly, it was between New York and LA, and I'm from a very small town, so Most people kind of have like a game plan when they make such a big move. I had absolutely no plan. Uh, My sister was the only one that said bye to me that morning is like I map quested my way to LA and I'd never been. Oh my Uh, God. So I drove myself cross country, but I pretty much made the decision within like that 24 hours. And the only reason I ended up in uh, Los Angeles instead of New York was honestly, I was like, I might have to sleep in my car and I've never been to New York and I've never been to California, but I know California has better weather. (laughs) <laughs> was, so like, true. i'm not gonna freeze in my car and that was literally my deciding factor i still have like little regret that i never lived in new york because i love new york but uh I, I mean i don't regret my decision but yeah i had i had no there was nothing that other than i knew i belonged in a city that brought me to california um how was, old were you 19
0: at the time? i I was, I was i think it,
1: maybe no i just turned 20 but i was like 19 okay. so I was just turning 20 um and uh i was my first year of college And I I dropped out after my first year. My dad's a doctor, so you can imagine he wasn't very pleased with me. Um, He's a surgeon. so And both my sisters are, like, super smart, book smart, did the whole, you know, college thing, master's, uh, bachelor's, everything. Um, And then here I am, like, okay, bye. I'm leaving. I'm 20. I'm driving to California with no job, no money. And my parents are, like, you know, you're an adult. We can't stop you, but you're cut off. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) my God. So I've been on my own since I was 20, like, completely on my own and I you know I'm okay with that because that shows that it's I've you made it I feel it. like I've lived like 10 lives at this at this point the experiences that is crazy. I I've had in LA but and I've never left LA so I've I mean I've hit rock bottom more times than I can count but my heart
0: always stayed in LA so okay so first of all before we even dive into all of our original topics <laughs> um I mean there are so many people out there it's first they think that LA is like this methodical city that like only stars and celebrities go to yeah. and everyone's so intimidated to move here so what would you say to those who are from those small midwestern cities that you know dream of doing something like what you did like what yeah. would you say to them on to get started I it's
1: all it's also like just who you are to be honest I, I feel like um but I don't think it's a scary place because if you think about it, if you're from California and you had to move to Iowa, that also is a a whole different like ball game and a change mentally for you. Mm -hmm. But I think it's just mentally preparing for a transition. Um, I think a lot of people also have expectations when they go somewhere. So like I came with zero expectations. If anything, I was like ready to fall flat on my face. And I think that made my, my experience a lot better. Um, And, and with a place like, Los Angeles you know people move here bright eyed bushy tailed I'm going to be a model I'm going to be a superstar I'm going to be famous I didn't come with any of that I just wanted to be in a city that offered a lot of opportunity to basically do anything you want in your life Um, so I think the biggest thing about coming to California I would say is come with not so many expectations and more Mm -hmm. of, of just goals for yourself as far as Like, realistic goals. And I I think people always come here for the wrong reasons and then are very discouraged when they show up and it doesn't immediately happen. And I I think that was a big blessing that I had is I came here with very little expectation other than sunshine and endless amounts of opportunity. So I was okay with, like, navigating through whatever life took me through. And I never had a really discouraging moment of, like, oh, I'm not making it because I didn't really – I I kind of just flowed with what was happening in my life at that time. <laughs>
0: well, I think that's exactly a testament to how you ended up where you are. Um, I want to go into your business. I mean, we we spoke earlier on the phone about how you got your first job by just mentioning where you lived and where you were from. Yeah. Um. So let's start there and, you know, how you, that had later built into your business now.
1: Yeah, it's such a crazy story. So when I drove here, I mean, I drove here by myself, I drove straight through. And then like the first day, I I um drove through Rodeo Drive. And this guy actually pit, like, yelled at me from his car. And I was, it was very strange. And then I I kind of waved but I was on the phone with my friend. And then he went back around and found me again. And I'm 20 years old, I kind of still have the same personality. But he pulled over and he said, I'm not being creepy. But you know, your beautiful girl. he's in basketball clothes. He looked harmless. He's like, I'm gonna go grab lunch. Do you want to come with me? Swear to God, his name is Washington, and he took me to the sushi restaurant. i never had sushi before on Sunset Plaza, and oh, they, wow. that's where I got my first. That's that's literally where my life began. Was because of this random guy, and my friend on the on the phone being like, "Do not get in his car." oh um, my gosh and I didn't get in his car I wasn't that stupid at 20 I did I did follow him I'm like I'm not getting in your car but I'll have lunch with you I had no friends so I was like okay this is my first friend okay,
0: um smart
1: but, so I went to I when we were at the restaurant at a, the, I went to the bathroom and there was an old man like like nail like boarding up a, a table or something and I just started having a conversation with him he's probably like 50s 60s um and then in the conversation, he's like, you're not from here, are you? And I was like, well, I don't know. No, I'm not. And he goes, oh, okay, that makes sense. And he goes, most people from L.A. aren't very conversational or are not very nice. And I said, oh, yeah. I'm from Indiana. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm from from Iowa or Ohio. I actually don't remember if it's Iowa or Ohio. And he's like, oh, it's a Midwest mentality. And so I told him, I said, oh, I just moved here yesterday. I'm looking for a job. Uh, and he goes, come back tomorrow at five, you're hired. And literally, wow. like, that was the the day after I moved here. So, like, wow, it went just like that. And from there, like, the rest of my life, I'm here today because of, like, that one experience.
0: <laughs> that is um, unreal. Yeah, and
1: I ended up, ended up living with two of the girls from their restaurant. One of them moved me into her studio, didn't make me pay rent because she knew I had no money. And then I became really good friends with another girl that once I saved up money, her and I got an apartment. It was just such a cool experience. But, again... I didn't come here with too much expectation other than I just knew I was going to have options of like yeah. direction for my life.
0: You know what though? I think we need to take a moment and celebrate your belief in yourself because yes, you, you didn't have high expectations. You had very realistic expectations for what would probably happen, Yeah, but you also had enough confidence to know that you could handle it. Yeah. And I think that is what a lot of, people don't see like they they either have unrealistic expectations they're like oh i'm gonna move to la and i'm gonna become a, a big model from img right off the bat and that's probably not gonna happen yeah or they're like yeah like i might be struggling but like i mean hopefully i can handle it i don't know but you kind of were like no I'm gonna handle it whatever I mean literally it might be really tough but I'm gonna handle
1: it 100% and I feel like I've hit like it's like I said I've hit rock bottom probably I mean a million times living in LA I feel like I've literally lived almost my nine lives already but um no matter what kind of happened I was I've just always been built with the mentality of it is what it is and like what's the solution instead of like this is a problem I'm kind of a believer of like okay cool like what am I gonna do now so insane you
0: are the true like la story (laughs) thriving story from from rags to riches like that's crazy especially especially knowing you now (laughs) well you're (laughs) definitely rich in love and in success in your business so i want to talk about your business how did now you're the owner of wild hearts agency and founder what led you to even starting your business? I mean, is it something that you went to school for or that you've been doing your whole life? How did it happen?
1: No, so that's a, that's the kind of the funny part is I don't have any sort of marketing. I didn't even finish college <laughs> and stay in school, kids. <laughs> Crazy. Stay in school. Yep. <laughs> but I, well, I just knew my, then the, the reason, you know, like I would have stayed in school if I was studying something that I was really passionate about. The problem that I had was I got, I, you know, I kind of got, kinda got convinced by my dad to go into a major that I wasn't interested in and I realized I didn't want to spend four years like going through the motions of something that I knew I wasn't going to do anything with after after the college was over and so at any point and I always told myself if at any point I needed to go back to school I would and I haven't but I did real estate for a while before that um well before that I was I waited tables for like 10 years and I loved it I loved talking to people um bartended then I got my real estate license and did that for about four or five years but I got so burnt out about a couple years ago I was making money but I got burnt out um and I, I wanted to own something and that's always been like my dream Like is that I wanted to own something that was mine that I built um and yeah, so I told my husband and my best friend while we were in Peru for New Year's I was like I don't I don't want to I'm not like I'm not being fueled by real estate anymore If anything, it's just, Mm -hmm. like, I hate waking up to do it. And so I was telling my best friend what I wanted to do, and she's like, Z, you're literally the first person that is always telling people, like, follow your passion, follow your dreams, do the work. I said, yeah, why am I not taking my own advice? So I, I, again, like, I'm kind of one of those people that jumps off a cliff and, like, hopes the parachute opens as I'm going down. So I just quit real estate. I made an announcement on, on social media. And this is before I had, like, an actual business. I was like, thanks for all the referrals. I no longer do real estate. And I cut my license. But I no longer do real estate. I now own a business. And I had no clients. I had no clue. I had, like, nothing. I was just oh, like, my God. I'm a business owner. And this is the name of it. Um, you have the
0: cojones. Like, I can't even explain, like, the type of person you are. You are – they broke the mold, zero haas because – you have so much bravery. I applaud you for it because I don't think I would have been able to do the same. Well, it's it absolutely amazing. It was kind
1: of like I, I kind of put everything I was – I loved. Like I love social media. I think it's a great way to connect people. It's a great way to get information. I love photography, and I love the food industry. When I did real estate, I was, in, I was only selling restaurants. So clearly, hospitality was kind of in my blood. So when I started my business, mm-hmm. there was a purpose for my business. It was everything I was passionate about thrown into one. So I started a PR and digital marketing company for restaurants and hospitality and bars. And that, that couldn't have been a more perfect job for me because it's everything that I
0: love. Uh, and that it's so easy to sell something when you already love it.
1: Yeah, no, it was, it was. Uh, so I made the announcement and then um, from there, I mean, it took me like six months to get my first client, but it's, you know, you I did it as an accountability. Like I told Ruben, I was like, oh my God, I just told the world, like I'm a business owner now. I can't just like not do something with that. And then I went mm-hmm. a step further and I completely stopped doing real estate because I, I told myself if I didn't, if I gave myself like a, um, like a, a net, a security net, I wouldn't take my own business seriously. So I literally stopped doing real estate. I told my office that I, I no longer was going to practice and I made it, So I had no option, but to make my business work. Otherwise I was not making any money.
0: So I, that is crazy, yeah, so- but
1: amazing my my I'm sorry my dog is being crazy oh <laughs> I'm, just, I'm trying to I'm like
0: quiet quiet <laughs> I love it he, well he the funny thing is too like <laughs> the reality of like doing side hustles and then also living in Los Angeles I have like Los Angeles traffic in the background yeah. and you can't tell like the world to stop just yeah, because you're recording no. a podcast so you're like well we're gotta we gotta going. keep going Whatever.
1: my husband was supposed to be here and he's out so I am I'm on
0: mama duty and um. Um, I love it, Uh, which we're going to get into later. The balance, obviously, of all of it, relationships, life, your business. But um, to circumnavigate back to you said it took you six months to get you your first client. I mean, one, and this is something I really want you to dive into is your networking and your connections. I mean, you have this incredible network and you live in one of the biggest cities how, I mean, how do you even start and what tips can you give the rest of us who are out there trying to build the same?
1: Honestly, it's, I've been, I, I don't want to say luck because I don't think anything is really that lucky. It's just, so it's where you put yourself and the energy you put out as well. But I've just been so lucky to just come across amazing, amazing people. And then their circle of friends are amazing. But when I was trying to get a client, the first thing I did, A, was put a put myself on blast. But I reached out to everybody I know being like, hey, this is what I do now. Like all your friends, your friends are your, your first round of networking. I mean, if you can't utilize mm-hmm. your friends, you've got to get new friends. So I went, yep. <laughs> I went to all my friends first and I said, hey, this is what I do now. If you could support me in any way, blah, 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 blah. And that's what I did. And then after that, I just went for my business, particularly I went to restaurants. I would sit at a bar <laughs> and I would have a glass of wine and I would be like, oh, who's the owner? or who's the manager. And I would spark up a conversation and I try to do everything as organically as possible. Cause I don't like being, a, I'm not a pitcher. I can't yeah. go somewhere and be like, hi, my name is, Z. here's my business card. This is what I do. I, I'm not, I wasn't ever, I'm not that type of person. I'm more of like, I, I want you to get to know me first because then, then let's talk business because you already know what yeah. kind of person I am. So I went to different restaurants and bars, honestly. And I, And I I made it a point to two, three, four times a week, I would go out, whether it's with a friend or by myself, and I would get to know who the managers of places that I wanted to sign as clients were. And then eventually it it became into an actual conversation where I'm like, this is what I do. And I always made them ask me what I do. And it was never like, this is what I do. Wow.
0: Yeah. So I would would have a
1: conversation like, like a human conversation and then they would say, oh, what do you do? And I think people appreciated that I didn't come at them be like, this is what I do. You should hire me. So yeah. yeah. So that that would be my biggest thing is depending what your business is, you have to do the work. Whether for me I was lucky, mine mine involved like going to a bar. <laughs>
0: but yeah. whatever
1: it is. Um and then I made a list. I went I went all over LA and I made a list of every restaurant and I went to their social media and I and I looked to see if they had someone running their social media. It's kind of the thing you can't sit and wait for something to happen, you know. So I made a list of everybody that didn't have, whether it's good social media or social media at all, I made a list of them. And then I sent an email to all those people with, you know, saying, hi, my name is Z. This is what I do. I'm the owner of Wild Hearts Agency. And I I was very confident in my business. And the biggest thing I always tell people is if you're going to start something, if you're not confident about it, why should someone hire you? So for me, I was very confident when people said, oh, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I own a business. This is what we do. I never, I never said like, oh, I just started something. <laughs> I never said that. Yeah. I was very confident that I was a business owner and that I'm somebody that you should hire. Um, so that's that's the biggest thing, too. A big tip I would give people is if you're going to start something, be confident. Before you even have your first client, be confident.
0: Wow. Um, that is awesome. I can also picture you like going to bars and then yeah, I, I, like... Being really intentional about who you're talking to and, and what you're saying, but then and also being very business.
1: Like, I didn't just yeah. go out. If, if a friend wanted to grab a drink, I'd be like, hey, I've been meaning to go to this place. Let's go there. <laughs> and then I'm telling two birds with my yeah. I'm like, I'm actually working right now. So, yeah, and, and telling my friends. That was a big thing. My first client came because I told a friend. Um, and he referred me uh, to a, an old client of his. And then, you know, I met with him, like, four times. And once you find wow. your first client it's I always say it's downhill from there because your first client is the hardest one to get so Mm -hmm. once you get your first client I it's not easy by any means but it feels like it's downhill from there
0: yeah so okay while we're on the topic of connections and connecting we'll take a caveat to whether it's professional and personal Mm -hmm. network building and what are your tips to people who like me you know I'm had a really great network in Ohio, mm-hmm. but then I moved here. I've been here for five nice. months. And, you know, I know I need to get out there and meet people. How do we
1: even start? There are so many events and there are so many publications that literally tell you all the events going on. Social media will tell you the events going on, publications will discover LA, Thrillist, Eater, all those places. They literally will tell you that there's an event going on. And that is my number one suggestion to anybody moving to a new town go to all of those things and when when you do go to those things don't just sit there like scan the room figure out who who it is in that room that you're like I need to I need to talk to them I need to make a connection with them and then go do it because I see a lot of people that Mm -hmm. come to events I I used I threw a lot of events for a whole year and uh, people a lot of people would show up but I also noticed some people would come they'd message me later and they would say oh my god thank you so much you were so inspiring but they never came up to me
0: I would want to wow, yeah. even
1: if it's just to say hi. It's the effort you're putting forward of of saying like I'm here, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But so like going to these events, making yourself known, saying hi, to, introducing yourself to as many people as you can. You never know who in that room is going to change your life, or become your best friend, or you know be a be a huge part in your journey. But if you don't, it's, you don't it's so there, true. You, you know, you're never going to know.
0: I actually, I just recently recorded a podcast about like, how to connect with others, and it's it's so easy to come home and on your- sit on the couch <laughs> and watch TV. It's, like yes, especially after work. Like we all have been there, we've all done that. Um, and now in moving to a new city. It's difficult because you, have to you start get, and yeah. getting into that routine again. Yeah, but I think in Ohio, I literally had plans almost every single day because. Before I even let myself sit down and get on the couch and put my sweatpants mm-hmm. on, I was in a shower, changing, putting on makeup, getting ready to go to a cocktail hour or a networking event or a bumble event yeah. or something. And that is how I met people. And you're, and you're not really going. You that. can you're yes. Really good at that. Oh well, you're thank really you.
1: That, <laughs> um, I love my sweatpants. Yes, you.
0: Can. I know. <laughs> I it's tough because I do too a lot. Well, you and I both work out of time. Yeah. Um, but and there is ways to connect virtually but I think you cannot mistake that initial networking connection when you're in person it's so organic and valuable yeah
1: it's it's I 100% agree with that and I think people are it's intimidating you know I I get it it's intimidating to go into a room of strangers and and try to strike up a conversation but that's you just got to have a conversation with yourself and pep yourself up and say, you know what? I'm I'm going to do it. This is my challenge for this week. I'm going to go talk to five people this week, you know? Whatever it is that you set little goals for yourself, that's the only way you're going to make a change.
0: So do you have any, like, go-to ways to start the conversation when you go to these different events? I
1: literally, I, I'm literally that person that's like, hi, I'm Z. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> hi, I'm Z. Z. <laughs> I'm Z. What's
1: your uh, name? So, no, I mean, I wish I had, like, some secret secret way but I think it's being genuine I think it's the Mm -hmm. the people will feel if you're genuine or not so I I, it's been I don't really have um like a go-to line but I'm very if I go approach somebody it's because I really want to talk to them so I I I feel like I come off pretty genuine to that the person wants to talk to me I come off interested and not just like uh you know doing the rounds or doing doing what's expected of me uh I try to yeah um, exactly conversation so I think being genuine I and think, just and just saying hi, hi honestly that's probably my biggest thing is just mm-hmm. say hi cuz from there you know the conversation will organically grow it's very rare that you're yeah. going to say hi to somebody and then they're like hi and then leave you <laughs> they'll
0: they'll, am, uh, ask for your name.
1: they'll usually you know like it will lead to an organic conversation and it puts less pressure on you to have to like you know memorize a perfect pickup line for people
0: if you just have- I think yeah. I It always kind of depended, so if the energy was already, like, really great Mm -hmm. in the room, then I could easily be like, oh, hi, I'm Kelly, you know, and then let it flow, Um, and then a couple go-tos, especially if it's kind of, like, a more awkward business networking sort of thing, um, where everyone has, like, the name tapes, and everyone's afraid to, like, go up to each other, yeah, to just say hi, I'll I'll just stick my hand out and say, like, hi, how did you hear about the event? yeah or something like that yeah. um or or hi like, do you do you know anyone else at the event yeah, I always say, like, anything do you know super and simple like that how do you
1: know so-and-so is yep. one I always use
0: because then they're like oh,
1: they yeah know especially if it's like smaller intimate more intimate gatherings yep. uh, whoever's the host like how did you hear about this person or how do you know this person is always a good one
0: or that's so or funny because I just did that at
1: asking if it's the first time um, there
0: I did that at uh, Ruben, your husband's birthday party last month, I I think because, yeah, because Austin and I were there. Obviously, we didn't know anyone, and so I think I started out, every conversation with hi, how do you know Ruben and Z? (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like it was a wedding. It worked. Yeah, it really does, because, and then everyone got into their stories about how they knew you, and then obviously, it would, like, lead to what they did, so it's tough. I mean, we both acknowledge the struggles of getting out there, but you're right. The events are huge, and then You know, following that, obviously, there's things you can be doing virtually. I mean, you and I connected online virtually, which is so funny. Um, But how would you recommend even just starting those collaborations and connections online?
1: Same same thing. Um, And, you know, I've reached out to a few people online just because I really love their brand. And I've become such good friends with them. Again, it goes to me, always goes back to being genuine. Uh, I've never Mm -hmm. reached out to anyone just because they're a big brand or they look cool or anything like that. It's genuinely things that I'm interested in. I and I will just lead with, hey, I'm a really big fan. Um, and if there's ever an opportunity for us to work together or collaborate, I'd be more than you know. I'd be so happy to work with you. And keeping it on it, keeping it genuine. I I feel like people can really read if you know a lot of my clients. I get a lot of messages because I run a lot of my clients' social media. We get messages all the time, and you can tell they copy and pasted the same message to like 18 other restaurants. Oh, yeah. To me, I don't – I personally don't even want to give it to my client to work with them because to them, it's just like a – it's irrelevant who you are. They don't care. They're just trying to book the next free meal or the free free restaurant to go to. So I think the biggest thing when you reach out to people that will make a difference is being very genuine and being very passionate about whoever you're reaching out to. So whether it's a person – I've reached out to people, and we've become friends literally on social media. I mean, you and I did, but I even had – I had lunch with a girl – that we had dinner and it, we ended up having like a five hour dinner and we'd never met before. Um, but she followed me and I followed her and I was like, hi, do do we know each other? Cause we had a couple of mutual friends and I was like, I actually don't know if we know each other. And then we just start struck up a conversation and we really just vibed like the content we were sharing. And so I was like, you know, I think we should probably meet and have a drink. And she's like, Oh my God, me too. And we ended up having like a five hour dinner two complete strangers because because wow. we striked up a conversation on social media and we were both just genuinely like um, I like your content and I was like I like your content. So there's no like <laughs> yeah, but it's being genuine. I feel like my yes. life it's like a teacher. 12 years of being in LA that's gotten me through probably every part of my life is is kind of staying genuine to everything I try to do.
0: And um, I think the reason why this message is so important is it's not like, this is possible for people who are not mega influencers or don't have big social media followings, or even may not be the most outgoing person in the Mm -hmm. world. But like, we all need, we all enjoy, no one wants to wake up and be like, Oh, I hope I don't meet someone today. Like we all want to build our circle, build our network. And you know, using these tips and tools that you have, like just implementing them once or twice a month, like challenging yourself to go to an event. Yeah. And huge change.
1: And nowadays people like social media, I think it's such a great tool for events. Now, how many events do you see that circulate social media that are free or even the paid ones? Everybody who is throwing an event has it on their social media. So it's, you know, people that you look up to, um, follow their page see what their next event is and then go to the event uh, when your yeah. friends invite you to a thing that you may not know anyone else but them just go you know it's even like you said it's a couple times a, a, a month make that effort to just put yourself out there when I first moved to LA I was kind of like you when you back home is I went out I said yes to absolutely everything now I'm old and boring but I said yes to, <laughs> to everything, everything. I mean, I don't think I ever had a Netflix and chill night. I don't even think I watched TV. I didn't yeah. watch TV. I was out yeah. meeting people. And the amount of, the, like, the people that I've met in my life are really insane. But they didn't just fall in my lap. Like,
0: I was, mm-hmm. I was out there. 100%. I was
1: out there just mingling the crap out of people. So, <laughs> Yes.
0: Yes. Uh, all of that's so true. And also, I want to get into your your business. So, your day-to-day, I mean – obviously you're networking you're meeting a ton of people you're balancing this life which I also want to talk about but day-to-day you know what are you doing within your business and how can you help others who are trying to learn and get off their feet and start their own businesses
1: so my business is a digital marketing and PR company uh, for restaurants so my day-to-day is uh, restaurant related obviously we do all the photography the content creation the captions the day-to-day management. So we monitor all my clients' accounts. We monitor at 24-7. So we don't work like a 9-to-5. Wow. Because my restaurants are not open just 9-to-5. They're open till midnight, you know, right. 1 a.m. So the thing that set me apart when I first started my business was um, – well, actually, I'll get into that. Uh, but So my day-to-day is PR, digital content. Um, a lot of it – I have an office, which I actually just got rid of because quarantine. <laughs> but – Um, So I work from home mainly, but I'm either at home or I'm I'm at my clients. So I try to rotate all my clients, uh, two to three times a week. I will touch tables at all my clients, which is very rare actually in my business because, um, a lot of these agencies that do exactly what I do, they're like, they're nine to five agencies, you know, like don't bother them after 5 Mm -hmm. PM. I'm available 24 seven. It's not always ideal, but that's how I know I love what I'm doing. Is I don't mind if you yeah. text me at 10:30 p.m. I will respond to you, even though my husband sometimes gets irritated. He's like, "You should wait, wait till <laughs> you should wait till 8 a.m. tomorrow to set boundaries." I'm like, "Yeah, but you don't know, no, I've already read it." So um, when I started my business, I for people looking to start a business, the thing that I did when I started was I knew my business wasn't new. I didn't create my business. There's a ton of people doing it in LA by the time I started. But what I did is I went and looked at all my competition. So all the people mm-hmm. that were doing what I wanted to do, how are they doing it? What were they charging? Who were their clients? What did their branding look like? Um, I would call companies and act like I was a customer and get quotes. Uh, I wanted, I wanted, I I wanted to know what they were charging and for what. So when I made my pricing, I beat everybody in LA. I'm like, here's my, here's yeah. my price. And here's what you get with my price, which is like, you know, and now I'm and that was when I first started. But now that I'm, you know, over two years into it, and I've had over 20 clients, I can I can ask for more and people will pay me more. But I I mm-hmm. used a lot when I first started, I, I pretty much would have worked for free, just to have a client because when you're starting a business, take it for free, find your friends, like I went to my friends who owned restaurants, and I did it for pennies, but that built up my book. So
0: Yep, the exactly. first few
1: clients that I had, they were, they were lucky. <laughs> they basically had free labor, um, Yeah, but they, they were doing me a favor too. It wasn't a one-way street. So eventually I built up my book. So I don't be afraid. I think a lot of people get, I think a lot of people fail because they're like, I'm going to start a business. I'm going to be successful tomorrow. That's not the <laughs> reality of it. Um, the first five years, you're going to end up building your business before you even think you're successful <laughs> in most cases. Uh, yeah like yes and the first year is just crap that is (laughs) the second year something you know you may not be starving the third year you know (laughs) you might buy buy yourself something nice but like it takes a solid five years to have like a full-on successful company like realistically I know there's you know there are people that are successful overnight but realistically the majority it's it's a five it's a five-year plan um
0: so you started digging into exactly what we were going to talk about the misunderstandings. So that's, that's it. That is like you said, the five-year plan, what goes into it. You're not going to be successful overnight. Yeah. So many people misunderstand the legwork, the offering free services, the connections, mm-hmm. like this is what it takes yeah. to get your business running. So what else do you, I mean, have to add about those misunderstandings and owning a business? What, what else do we need to dig it your brain from? I need to know I it all.
1: Know, but being realistic, and that's why, you know, uh, I did it not too long ago, right? Like I'm a boss babe or I lo- like, I like it when it's used in fun, but I feel like now, especially with the internet, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that just throw that word around and they, they throw out these highlight reels of whatever it is is they're, they're doing. And then the people that do want to start a business, that's their expectation is a highlight reel of, of people's successes that mm-hmm. they don't share the failures and the struggles um, so I think my biggest thing of starting a business is being realistic. Um, also asking people that you mm-hmm. looked up to, you know, I have a lot of really successful friends that have nothing to do with my business. I sat and talked to them. I, I reached, asked my husband, I said, Hey, I reached out to so-and-so and so-and-so. And they're like very successful people. And I said, well, what should I expect? Not like small players, big players. I said, what do I, what should I expect if I'm going to start my own business? And I picked their brain. And they like set me straight. They gave me really good advice. So I think when I started, I was not as uh, antsy to be successful overnight. I was just happy to have even a free client. Um, they told me to do the work. All mm-hmm. of my successful friends literally said, "Do the work," which to me that meant like work for free. Work isn't like do whatever you have mm-hmm. to to build to build your business, and it's not going to be fun at the beginning. It's going to be a, a lot of work at the beginning. I was being paid basically nothing, my first few clients, but was working triple the time. So that's wow. part of it too is like, you know, you, you, it's, it's a lot of work at the very beginning. So yeah. Just expect, expect that. Expect, expect and... to work hard at the beginning. You're going to always work hard, but expect to do things you don't want to do at the beginning. Um for the the long-term success working for very little putting in extra hours uh you know saying yes to stuff that just pisses you off because <laughs> now you know now I have the yep. luxury of being like no I don't want to work with you you're not a nice you know you're an asshole you're not a nice person or whatever it is I I can be picky now because I could right. be picky before you you got to do it it's just putting in yep. the work um but reach out to your successful friend that Pick up, pick everyone's brain. People always think they know everything. Like, I don't know anything. So I'm always flattered when people think Mm -hmm. that I have advice for them because I have to go get advice from other people, you know?
0: But I think that's why, that's exactly why I wanted to feature you because you are the representation of real. Like, you are going to be real with us about the struggles, what it takes, and who you need to connect with and meet because... Like you said, it's not overnight. I don't think people just wake up and they're like, ooh, I have every little bit of business knowledge. Like, perfect. Let me go start and become a CEO. There are some people who are more Mm -hmm. business savvy, which is excellent. That's amazing. There's some people who go to school. But then there's other people like you who have a dream and desire and they're starting from scratch. And that is the people, like, those are the people we want to speak this message into because it's not impossible, but... You I mean, Google. To I googled support.
1: everything. Honestly, like, it's Kelly, I take everything. take When I first started, people people asked me if I had a marketing <laughs> degree. Um, I had to get creative with my answer that without lying. Because when I'd I had an interview, you don't want to lie. I got creative. I have always had street smarts. I think that's always worked in my interest, but I had to get creative with my responses. Um, but I googled, you know, I never wanted to do PR in my company. What happened was I started doing my digital marketing and then. They were really happy with my services. They're like, oh, what else do you do? Do you do PR? And I said, yes, I do. Of course I do PR. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden I do PR. And guess what? I Googled it. I don't know how to do PR. So, so it's also just <laughs> opportunity and figuring it out. And that may not work. Some people are like planners right. and they, they just really have to have everything in a row. But for the rest of us, like say yes. And then you have unlimited resources. We live in a time where like, there's nothing that you cannot find out on your own. (laughs) So say yes, and then figure it out.
0: I love that. So uh, lastly, I want to get into, you know, you, first of all, obviously you have this huge network, the social circle, you're running a business. You just got married. Let's say just every year year now, but I feel like it was just recently. It's like yesterday,
1: and some days I feel like it's been like thirty years. So I don't
0: know. (laughs) I I can't honestly relate. Somehow that just happens in your brain. Um, But so to those out there starting businesses, have relationships, you know, large social circles, all of this. You're talking about the networking that it takes. What are your tips to balancing? at all like balancing your relationship and balancing uh, my your tip business.
1: is like I don't do any work um with my husband and some people find that so bizarre because they see me being his biggest supporter um and I like to call myself
0: yeah, yeah, also an my entrepreneur own
1: stuff and like I kind of pushed him to get into the business that he's in but by no means did that mean I was gonna you know work for him but we both have our own stuff um people find it odd that they're like oh why don't why don't you and Ruben just work together? Well, I'm an independent woman, so I, you know, I, I love it. That, that doesn't work for me. But also a big reason is Ruben and I had this conversation is we want to have the moments that we're not talking about work. And if we work together, no, even our downtime is going to be work time. And so we just, des- we made the decision ourselves mm-hmm. to keep our businesses separate and I'm just a stage wife. So I am his biggest cheerleader. I'm the first person to post whatever he's doing. Like I will promote the, just the insane amounts of his work but when it comes to like the back end of it he has his own team and his own people and we keep that part separate and it actually makes it a lot more fun because we're not stressing each other out with the details of the back end of, of either one of our businesses um instead we get to be a support mm-hmm. system
0: Wow, that's so awesome that yeah. you made that so, active I mean choice. you
1: know I and some people work really well together. Like Ruben and I just knew we didn't work well together as as far as that, you know, we, we wanted to keep that separate and I didn't want to lose something that I built to follow someone else's dreams. And it doesn't mean, you know, you don't love your partner. It just means you also respect yourself and like what you're, you know, your own path. Um, And it works really well for us. So.
0: I think that's awesome. I, and it's, yeah, obviously not to say that those, like, husband and wife duos that are out there, those partners that are yeah, out there to, like, crushing yeah. it. That's amazing.
1: But. The hard, saying, they're, they're amazing. They're, they work, they're a married couple and they kill it. And, you know, I applaud them. Like, Ruben and I didn't have the personalities to do that. I think. We would just be like. Yeah. Just, you know, you just know. And I, I actually respect both of us for being able to like see that instead of trying to push something that wasn't there mm-hmm. just to be like, Oh, we work together. I'm like, Nope, we don't. And we love it. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you said, I think it's important that you see it because it has nothing to do with yeah. you not loving. Like I like love Austin a tremendous amount, obviously, but we joke, we're like, if we work yeah. together, we'd probably kill each other because we're both like, we like things done Same. our own way. Right. We both operate very differently. Like yeah. just Better, it's like I respect what he does and how he works and how he operates, and he just respects me and like how and I you, do it. And then, and then you guys then get to be separate, support for each other
1: in your separate businesses, which is a lot. Exactly, I think that's something to be said there too is you're not burdening each other with one business, instead, you can like kind of lean on each other. Uh, <laughs> instead of when things are going bad, exactly. if you're both in it together. That's kind of. But when one of you is having a bad day, you yeah. have the other one to lean on because they, they have nothing really to do on the back end of your business, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. that's super, super smart. And Hopefully, to those who are listening, they yeah. kind of take that into consideration, especially when you're starting yeah. out. Definitely a lot to consider. I mean, who are we? We don't have all of the wisdom of yeah. years of marriage, but <laughs> I still, my, I think it's important because now <laughs> it feels like
1: <laughs> depends what day you have yep. to you how, how long it goes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but you still I mean your experiences speak to themselves I think it's so incredible what you've been yep. able to attack and you know initially coming into this I wanted to interview you on like your business and starting a business but learning so much more about you I, I really wanted to celebrate your ability to network and Thank to you. connect with others because it's such a struggle yeah well it's you know it's so relatable it's such a struggle it's what all of us are wanting to do okay you know we want to build a relationship we want to learn how to balance relationships and you're doing that well so I think that's definitely something to applaud amazing you're amazing to follow I hope I did good this is my first podcast (laughs) last (laughs) week oh my gosh you're awesome um I knew you'd be naturally and on a final note I want you to share kind of what's What's most misunderstood either about you or about you and your business? What would you say to others? Oh,
1: let me think about that. Um, I think because I think people think that I have a lot of luck. I think that's a misunderstanding as far as, mm-hmm. because you know, like I said, I was like, I'm going to start a business. The next thing I have business. But again, if anyone like took a moment to speak about it, it didn't just happen like that. It just seems like it happened like that, which is why I, I'm more open with like talking about what it actually took to build a business, uh, and not be one of not not be mm-hmm. one of the many who are only sharing the highlight reel and making it look easy to everybody else. So I think a lot of people think a lot of things are just very that happen very easily for me, but it's a lot of work on on the back end for me to make it look easy. <laughs> So it's, you know, it's not yeah. just, especially in my business, I'm out eating and drinking at my client's restaurants all the time, which is part of it, which is the perks of it. But there's a lot of actual work that goes on on the back end. I mean, I have clients that yell at me. I have clients I have to fire, clients that fire me. Like there's a lot that that happens. I think it's a big misunderstanding that it's just really easy. And I think people think digital marketing and it's in itself Never. is easy. Like social media management, people just—they're like, oh, it's just—it's Instagram. That's so easy. It's not though. It's a whole creative process. That there is a reason that there is a people that hire people like me. If it were easy, they would just do it mm-hmm. themselves. Um, so I think the big misunderstanding exactly. of my business is that people think it's easy, but it's a, its a lot of creative processing to, to stay unique. You, I mean, every yeah. client—you can't repeat everything with every client, so. You have to stay unique to each client to f- to fit their needs, so definitely not an easy thing.
0: i You know what's funny and ironic about that statement is because you're making something mm-hmm. almost look easy, I think that's a testament of how oh, good you're like actually that. doing. Like <laughs> <laughs> because it, it it really is because I think about the same thing as um, like social media, for example i'll have you know the haters or the trolls who like via my social media um for navy recruiting they'll post wow like i can't believe your day-to-day just involves you posting on social media like get a real job something like that and i'm like oh yes the haters are always alive alive. i always get the haters but it it always makes me laugh because that's such a small portion of what i do but yet it's only because I've learned how yeah. to do it effectively a really good that's it like because for some people close, like
1: I don't know you've probably seen it circulating social media about how if it takes me um, you know 10 minutes to do yeah it's because I' spent 20 minutes 20 years learning how to do it yep. <laughs> something like that but I'm like it's true yeah exactly yeah it's, ex-
0: it's so true and and I also just sit back and I just smile when I read things like that because I'm like, just because I'm making this look easy doesn't yeah. mean it's actually no, easy true. <laughs> because I've had to learn and you know put the work behind it, like you said. So yes, yeah, huge misunderstanding, especially when it comes to everything digital that it's just mean, easy even or me, that you're I lucky. To, I love I that word. To, I love I the word hours lucky. Hours
1: learning how to do certain things, learning photo- different Photoshop, learning different editing tools. I didn't learning Lightroom, like none of that. I didn't start a business because I was an expert at it. I literally knew nothing. I just was like, I know this is a business that I will wake up enjoying every day. So I'm going to learn how to do it. It was like my, my way of going to college. But I spent a ton of time of researching it. I read articles upon articles about PR and digital marketing and staying up to date with all the Instagram rules and the algorithm so that when my clients ask me, I'm knowledgeable in my business there is a lot of backend stuff mm-hmm. that people don't even know about when you're trying to run a business and, and do when you're doing ad right. spends and promotions like you want to make sure that the person you hire actually knows what they're doing and i i i, I like i pride right. myself in every client i work with even if we part ways has never said i didn't do a great job for them you know so that's important and that's also important people that's have awesome. to be careful with that is not making sure that they don't take on clients and half-ass the job because yeah, you got that client and yeah, you got their money for a few months, but you will never use them as a referral. And that will always hinder you going forward. Right. So it's, I, I'm all about the right. long-term and I yeah, never that's like, super I'll even work for clients. If they can't afford my fee, I'll say, what can you afford? And I'll work with you. If it's a, if it's somebody at restaurant that I really want to work with, I'll say, what can you afford? Let's find a middle ground that's comfortable for both of us and our expectations. So, like, I've always been, Mom. like, a very flowy person when it comes to that. Because I know companies that are like, oh, nope, absolutely not. And I said, but, you know, yeah. that, I, I think mm-hmm. that's just shooting yourself in the, fo- in the foot.
0: Well, I would say you oh, are the queen you. of hustle. Especially, I have even more respect for you <laughs> after this conversation. Because... Every time I talk to you, it's more and more enlightening. And Thank so you. much respect for you, your journey, everything you've overcome. How can listeners find you and follow it's your journey and support z. your business?
1: Rojas is my Instagram. And then
0: Wild Hearts Agency is my work Instagram. Okay. Wild Hearts and Is there a website coffee? for your.
1: It's being redone okay, right now. Awesome. Only, yeah, awesome. I it works, but I have my, I have my web girl redoing <laughs> it revamping. Stuff. yeah that's something that awesome. happens too you know I, have I love that I know myself and then I was like oh I have clients and I can have a real website now <laughs> so you have to grow also growing that's so that's funny the, like, last thing I want to say is like growing responsibly mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm telling this from experience yes like the minute you see a little bit of success you may think that like oh my god I can do this and this and this no just grow responsibly like I never thought anyone needed to see a website from me for a very long time Like that's, that wasn't where I was convincing you to hire me, but like, even if I did, I had a landing page, but you know, there are people that will put themselves in debt, starting a business. I had nothing when I started, I was like, I'm not putting myself in debt. I'm going to do it responsibly. But then after I made money and success, you know, I hired people that I didn't work out. I did things that didn't work out, but I'm grateful for that. But just from experience, grow responsibly. And that's the one thing that a lot of my successful friends told me that I actually don't think I listened to very
0: well. So yeah. listen to me. <laughs> that makes so much sense. That, you smart. ended on yeah. a high yeah. note for sure. That is so true. Yes. Um, well, I think that this is one of those, op- those episodes that people are going to have to replay twice <laughs> because you have a lot of great insight in here. I hope, I hope that it lands on the ears of those who are, you know, wanting to connect, wanting to build, Wanting to grow responsibly because you put it out there. You're transparent. Yeah. So thank, thank you, you so you. much. It Z, I appreciate Hey world. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you have 10 seconds of your time, please consider going to rate my podcast on iTunes. You can find me on iTunes and Spotify and also follow me on Instagram at misunderstood.podcast or at Kelly Renee Hall. I love hearing from you guys. I love feedback, insight, and I appreciate you tuning in week by week. Thanks so much. And I appreciate you continuing to find out how we can get a better understanding of ourselves.